You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Wow. Uh, so, welcome you guys that are here with us uh, in the house today, and those welcome online that are watching with us. Um, what you just saw, I wish I could go through and just explain all the things that you just saw. And uh, I'm just going to try and kind of go through a list of all the things that we did and give you a, kind of a, an overview of that. <clears throat> today, we're also going to be uh, asking some specific questions to some people that have been some their very first time, and some they've been a few times. Um, so, um, Man, what uh, when we watch that video, we see sponsored kids. We see the famous bird. I can't remember the bird's name, but the bird was what? Chaco. Chaco the bird um, was everywhere. It kind of became like our put the bird on me kind of thing. Um, but um, what, a, what an incredible uh, week that we had. Um, 27 people that we took to Nicaragua. I wish I could have all 27 up here, um, but we can't do that. And so many uh, that impacted the country of Nicaragua, uh, Chosen, Children, Chosen Children Ministries, but also the impact that it had on us. And that's kind of where we'll be focusing today, like our interaction with the country and then what, what kind of impact it had on us. So let me just give you a little bit of vision. Um, you'll see on the board outside, right by the coffee, right to the left, um, a wall that says for Nicaragua. And you may have been to other churches and you may have been parts of other churches and been a part of another church or been to another church or know about missions, ministry in other churches. And that is incredible how other people do missions. I just feel like people should just do it right? I'm for it. Um, but here at Crossroads, we have kind of taken an approach to hone in on one country and try and do the best we can with one country. And right now we have the, the opportunity and the, the, we're so blessed to be a part of the country of Nicaragua. We're not always going to be able to go into Nicaragua. The doors continue to kind of close a little bit, a little bit, a little bit every time we go. So uh, we have to continue to be faithful to the country uh, while we still have time to do that. And so it's um, um, right there with Haiti as the poorest country in our hemisphere. So we can get to it and it's open. And so we have decided to pour all of our resources into the country of Nicaragua and through a ministry we call Chosen Children. All right. And you can find more about this ministry at CCM. Dot life, ccm.life. I encourage you to go over and check that out. We do a thing every year here called the Big Give, and so many of you have given so much to the Big Give. Um, lots of other churches have these mission funds and things like that, and, and we've had that for years, and we still continue to have a missions fund. But what we've decided to do is every year set a goal for ourselves to be able to raise money to impact Nicaragua and do some of the similar things we've done in Nicaragua in our community. And you'll see more about that in the coming weeks as we have a really incredible thing called Serve Week coming up next month. So um, we have raised over $100,000 the last two years um, for the big give. And so today what you're going to see is not only the experiences of the people behind me and the people you saw on the on the screen, on the video, but also what the big give can do. 
what just giving toward one cause can do uh, in a country. So just listen up. This is some of the things um, that the 20, 000, over $20,000 that we're able to bring. Also, with the Big Give uh, funds that we brought with us, over $20,000 uh, to do the things you saw on the screen, we also um, unfortunately lost some really, really important special people this year. And because of their funerals and because of what they, what they decided to do in lieu of flowers and other things, we were able to re- um, bring almost, um, I don't, I'm going to give you the number, but a lot of money to help um, our young adults um, be able to go on the trip and also to do some really special things um, that you'll see coming up in the next couple weeks on a social media recap of all the things that we did. Okay, so we're going to do this big push and show you everything, give you names, give you pictures of all the things that we did so you can know what that investment in the big give did. We went door to door every single day sharing the gospel. We did uh, men's ministry every day um, with, on a growing group of men. We saw multiple men come to know Jesus. We had women's ministry. We saw multiple women come to know Jesus uh, for the first time. We did a VBS, uh, Vacation Bible School, teaching on the life of Joseph um, every day um, to, it seemed like a thousand kids, uh, hundreds of kids every, every day. Um, we uh, had two, uh, we had one main church service, then we had another uh, church service in the middle of the week where we shared the gospel and encouraged the church there in Nicaragua at Carlos Fonseca. We constructed and dedicated four houses. We provided medicine and crutches for a woman um, with an ulcer, an injury on her leg. We uh, provided a wheelchair for a woman with diabetes with one leg and a sore on the other leg. We provided a stroller for a girl with a broken leg who'd have to be in um, a cast for six months. We um, gave away uh, 50 yellow bags, and if you know what those are, that's a school for 50 people, 50 children for an entire year and a food bag that goes along with that. We did a community feeding for 300 people. Uh, We bought ice cream for all the kids, which was crazy. There was a bunch of those, and God performed a miracle, and the ice cream didn't run out. Um, We visited and supported sponsor kids and their families. We left funds uh, to uh, rejuvenate the playground at Carlos Fonseca, and that's been done last week. We distributed Bibles to those in the church who needed them, and we supported the ministry of CCM, their employees, um, the, the pastor, local pastor there, Abner, and his wife, and the translators, and so much more. So look for... There you go. Look for a social media post that we're working on, uh, Rebecca's working on, that's going to just detail everything, give you the names and information of all the families that we built the houses for, all the stories, all the captions to all the pictures, and you'll know exactly what everything is and how it fits. So let's unpack a little bit with our team behind us. And so Bill, Bill's been here, been to Nicaragua a few times now. I think that's on. Hello, hello. There it is. They turned it on for us. Um, so, um, been a couple times, and um, Bill heads up our missions ministry here at Crossroads, and uh, he has a really cool job of, of really having his hands with the mission team in kind of recreating. We go to Nicaragua, and then you'll see in share in uh, Serve Day, Serve Week how we're doing a lot of the same things that we did in Nicaragua when we're doing that here. And so it's, um, we do not want to be hypocrites, right? Um, so we, he has a, a big hand in, in doing that. So Bill, um, he helped us with, um, of course, door-to-door and also men's discipleship. So Bill, share a little bit about um, men's discipleship and how God worked in men's discipleship throughout the week. 
All right, well, hello, I'm Bill. I was uh, worked with uh, Daniel, um, who's an incredible young man, taught me a lot about this because it's not my uh, comfort zone to you know, lead uh, discipleship, uh, men's ministry. But um, kind of went into it. I, I went to Nicaragua last year and we had a small group of men. I was in construction, but helped occasionally with the men's ministry. So I saw the numbers. And so this year I was expecting, you know, just a handful, five or less. Um, but after we went door to door the first uh, day that uh, we, we gathered at one o'clock and uh, there was like I think as we pulled the bus up that day, I saw one man and a bunch of ladies in the temporary church, and I was like, this is going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be two-on-one with uh, Daniel and I and this one guy. So, um, but within probably 15 to 20 minutes under that tree, you might remember that picture of uh, a bunch of men under a tree back there with all the blocks. Uh, we, we soon had 12 men back there and then it, it increased to, to 16 at one point on the first day so um, you know God's hand was definitely in it and and the thing I noted as we went door to door um, was last year it was hard to find a man in the neighborhood um, but as we went door to door I was uh, really taken aback at how many men were in the neighborhood and and available and uh, and willing to come out and, and participate. So that was a huge blessing. I mean, it's like you could see the, the fruit of the seed that we laid a year ago come into fruition. So it was really fulfilling uh, to see that and see God working in that neighborhood because it, it means a lot to have those men there and present and in their families' lives. Yeah, and then I just want to thank Bill and um, Mary Ann, Felicia, those who have been before really helping um, with our team going down and coming back, um, being able to relieve me. My son went with us this time, so I was able to spend time with him, <clears throat> and he is 10, and so I got to spend a really special week with him, uh, and they helped lead the trip and, and handled a lot of details, and my flight got delayed, and I missed Sunday, so Bill covered for me and preached for me Sunday, threw something together, and um, so thank you, Bill, for, for stepping up and, and doing that, and so now we know you have all those gifts, so you'll be able to do that the rest of the time. <laughs> So, uh, Felicia, she, um, over the last couple years has helped lead women's, uh, discipleship and discipleship is really important because like we, we say here at Crossroads, like you can come to church here, but you know, if you're not part of a group, then you're missing out on a, a lot that the church is. And so we've seen that grow in Carlos Fonseca. We've seen that grow in La Paz. We've seen that grow in El Tamal of the three communities we've been involved with. And so now uh, to see it grow, um, the women, last year our goal was like hug every woman, <laughs> keep hug the women. And this year it was like they were ready when we got there. So Felicia, share a little bit about uh, women's discipleship. Yeah, I think when I, when I left last year, I was really excited and um, and just hoping that um, the ladies would be able to um, just kind of start meeting together and to like to look to each other for support and encouragement um, and you know just to lift each other up um, and wanted to really work towards that this year and going back um, and getting them used to the whole 
small group um, um, concept and um, just talking and sharing with each other. Um, and it was, we had 60 plus women, I think, all three of the days, which was a lot. Um, we tried a few different things. First day, um, we wanted to be kind of light, um, an icebreaker type thing. So we did a craft um, and made fans. And I wish I spoke Spanish because um, to hear their comments. But um, while making the fans, because, you know, it ended up that they were similar to ours when we have a get together. You have, you know, women complaining about, oh, you know, my lines aren't straight or I use too much glue. Um, and it was those same type of comments that they had. Um, but they saw at the end when everything was done and we made paper fans, it was put together, it still worked like a fan. No matter whether your lines were uneven, the folds were straight. Um, and we kind of did a, an object lesson, um, kind of how we do that with God. You know, we think we have to, you know, get our clean different things up in our lives and get ourselves together before we come to him um, because he's not going to be able to, to use us until we're in, um, in, a, in better shape. Um, and then I think the second day we tried to break into smaller groups than 60 um, and it worked, it worked well. We had two kind of small groups, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Kind of small groups. Um, and then we had, Marianne and I had a large group that had at least, I don't know, there was at least 35 um, women in our group. But it worked out, I thought it worked out really well. We had interpreters, um, we, the theme for the week was um, God going after the, you know, the 99 is there, going after the one, you know, he is always pursuing us. Um, and we talked about the lost coin and the lost sheep um, and the fig tree. So um, the main thing was stimulating conversation, trying to get yeah. the ladies to talk and to share. Um, and one of the goals I had stemmed from a conversation that Marianne and Melissa had in the airport in Miami on the way over. They were talking about all the pictures that they normally take um, and the word they used was that they were gonna be more intentional about sharing those pictures and, um, and just giving a snapshot of what was going on um, in the daily life. Um, but I don't take a lot of pictures, so I says, well, I have to think of something. I like that word, intem intentional. I need to think of um, what it is I want it to be more intentional about. And um, I've been doing the Colossians 2-7 studies in, in the third book, and I decided I wanted to be more intentional about sharing the, sharing the gospel, you know, not just serving and doing nice things for them, but using words to, to tell them about Jesus and how he died for them on the cross and, um, you know, how God is pursuing, pursuing that relationship with them sharing scriptures with them. 
um, and felt like I was able to do that um, during the sessions or at least try to, to make it a point to extend the invitation to ask the question, do you know mm -hmm. Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Would you like to have a relationship with Jesus? Um, and I think going forward, um, the focus on um, the groups and getting them to meet better is only going to be enhanced with um, them having a relationship with Jesus yeah. first. Um, mm. I realize that needs to come first. Mm. Um, the truth, mm. grace, and just giving it time. time. Um, so over the week for me, it was just a lot of seed planting, sowing, and um, and hopefully in the years to come, you know, God's going to grow some yeah. great things there. And he will. Thank you so much, Felicia. Neil, you got to meet your sponsor kid, and I remember talking to you back at the wall back there about, um, you know, sponsoring a child, and I was like, you know, uh, it's kind of up to you if you go ahead and sponsor somebody or wait to the, I didn't even know you were going to be able to go on the trip at that time, and so um, being able to meet your sponsor kid, tell me a little bit about that meeting. That was an incredible meeting. In January, like I said, we were back at this wall and, and sort of felt a, a tug to sponsor one of these children. And I don't know if you've seen the keychains hanging on the wall beside the coffee uh, bar back there. But we looked at them and, and this little girl just tugged at my heart. She's in a Mickey Mouse dress and things like that. And decided to sponsor her and talk to Paul. And we got set up and we started giving, uh, it's $35 a month to sponsor these children. And um, you write some, through the website, you can write them letters, which I think they get once a month. And then they can write back. The more you write, the more they'll send over, yeah. But um, at least once a, yeah, they can write at least once a month. Oh, they can okay. bring all their letters in, yeah. Right, so they write back and so forth. We send pictures, we, and uh, they send pictures back, which I put on my phone as a screensaver. Um, it was just precious. But the letters are very simple and so forth. And you know, you, you don't really know this kid and so forth. But anyway, in May, we had the opportunity to actually go to Nicaragua. We hadn't planned on it in January, <laughs> but we had this, and, and it happened to be this little girl's in the same neighborhood, in the same barrio. So we get there and we have a Sunday service and we see her in the audience and afterwards we actually meet her. And it was just very, it was a very emotional time but anyway, we meet her, and we, she's very shy, and so forth. And then during the week, we spend a little more time with her, and we exchange some gifts that we'd made for her. And she, she gave us some very precious gifts, which we felt bad about taking. They seemed so valuable to her. Uh, we met her mother as well. And also, she and her mother and father came out to the construction site where I was, and actually, I got to see the father, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. He wasn't very talkative. But anyway, it was, it was quite an experience. And then during the week, by the end of the week, she was just tearing up, the, run, running toward us and jumping up in our arms and so forth and just grabbing Joyce's hand and hauling her down to the playground. She wanted to swing to the moon and the stars. And she counted one, two, three, four, five. So as she's swinging. And I made her a paper airplane. We were throwing that. And it was just a precious time. So I feel like at the end of that, um, we really connected with this child. Her name is Luisa, 
And uh, she was in this little yellow dress. We found out she likes, she loves princess dresses, apparently. But, you know, at the end of the time, this is a child. You know, this is a real child as real as yours. And, and um, it was very special uh, to meet her. And um, if you'd like to talk to more, to, I'm sure you guys will be available after if somebody wants to talk to more about sponsorship, anyone that sponsors a child or any of us on the team. If you have more questions, we'd love to talk more. We could just sit here forever and talk about Nicaragua. And um, I think what you said was so important. They're real. And now you miss them. And you want to find out more about them and how their day is and, and what's going on and what they need. And so it changes going on a trip. If you sponsor a kid, it changes forever your sponsorship experience. Yeah. Because it's not just you writing to uh, you know, a, a name. Right. It's, it's not just you just sponsoring $35 a month. It's a person, and like even you saw on the screen, like those people that were standing there with me, that's literally my family. That's my son, and I wish all my kids could be there, but those are our two kids, you know, Alondra and Axel, they're part of my family. Well, we found and, out just $35 a month feeds their entire family for a month. Right. And it, it's not backfilled by additional money. This money, $35 feeds the family. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's essential when they see you, they're looking at not just you, they're looking at, you know, what you've supplied and how you've helped them. I've never so, seen so little money go so far. Right. Exactly. <laughs> In lots of different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, thank you so much, Keith. Um, over, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Neil. Keith, I was looking at Keith and said Neil and Neil and Keith. So Neil and Keith are always together. So thank you so much, Neil. Keith, speaking of money going far, we um, built four homes and you were a part of that. So tell me a little bit about the construction um, process. And this is your first trip as well. Yes. Uh, the money that's spent on these homes is, it's amazing when you go and see where these people are actually living and the conditions that they're living in. And than what we actually give, give them. I mean, not that we're giving them luxury condos. I mean, basically it's a glorified metal shed, but coming from what they had, this is a radical improvement. Um, CCM is, is the organization that, you know, we go down there with and they coordinate everything. Uh, they prep a lot of the stuff that we're gonna use. The buildings are made, as you can see in these photographs, basically it's square tubing, steel channel, they spot weld it together. It's, the buildings are 15 by 15. They drill, we drill holes 24 inches deep and they're foundated in that manner. And then they fill in in the middle with concrete. Then they go around the sides and the top with a corrugated steel sheathing. Um, they have a, a door and one window, very crude basic door made out of which we would think is almost like uh, pallet wood. And, uh, but the, the team, the, the, the part of the CCM, they have a few, I guess I'm gonna say permanent employees, like, uh, well, well, Nikki was one, Abner was, was another, he mentioned Abner. These guys are awesome, what they do. They actually hire some day workers, if you wanna think of it that way, from the barrio. $8 a day. Yeah. And, it, but an interesting thing is Donna and I sponsored a little boy named Fabian, and I didn't realize till the second day that, that Fabian's father was working as like a, one of the day workers, if you want, on the construction crew with us. So 
it was really nice that I got to see him, his dad. We found out he had a Abion's eight-year-old. He had a 10-year-old sister and a 13-year-old brother. And I got to meet all of them. Uh, it, it, yes, and the, the mother actually died giving birth to the fourth child. The baby and the mother both died. Um, I wish that they taught the children English, but they don't. So if you do go, you might want to brush up on some English. The interpreters we had were awesome. I mean, they, they supported us and tried to interpret for as many of us as they could, and they did an excellent job. But the, uh, the buildings, which I said are 15 by 15, I believe the cost is like $2,400. Yeah. And that's the material. That's what you know, CCM pays for the day help. And of course, obviously, CCM and their guys have to have some, some operational costs and all. And this is just such an improvement over what these people have. Mm. I mean, we were working on one of the houses, and it was right adjacent to the house that uh, the woman was living in. And the little boy was sitting on his mattress most of the day. And it was so sad because, I mean, the condition of the mattress, the stains and everything all over it no was, walls. yeah, there was no walls. Um, it was, well, maybe two sides had walls on them, but it was, you know, it was just terrible. Yeah. And when we get done, in addition to building these houses, we come in there and we put in two sets of bunk beds, which have a mattress on them. And there was a little plastic table with four plastic chairs. And I mean, it's just a very significant upgrade. And to think that we can do that for $2,400 yeah. uh, was just mind-blowing. And like I said, the, the people there, it's very hot, very humid. Our, our construction team, we had six people from the church here, three senior citizens, three guys oh, in their young come 20s. On. Uh, but everybody worked their, their tails off. And, yeah, that's uh, incredible. And, of course, we couldn't keep up with the guys that were there because they didn't look like they were sweating. You know, we're just looking yeah. like we've been rained on all day long. Yeah. But uh, it's, it was a, a very uh, inspiring experience. The money was very well spent. I, I can't speak enough for how well CCM does with every dollar they get from us. Yeah. Um, and in addition to the child sponsoring. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Thailand before to see orphanage and stuff. And one of the things you'll notice when these children is they're all pure happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got nothing. And compared to us, I mean, it's literally nothing. Yeah. But these children, they don't, they don't know what we have. So therefore, mm -hmm. they, 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 I guess they can't be envious or whatever. But I mean, it's just amazing to go there and see these kids be mm -hmm. so receptive, so thankful, and um, just happy that you're there to come and visit with them. And, and I noticed the community, too, where we were at and the two or three we went to, they seem like very close-knit communities with the, the, the children and the mothers looking out for the other people's children. Because yeah. like I said, the one boy, the father was working with us and the boy we sponsored is eight years old and he was hanging around with the rest of the kids. And I mean, you could see that everybody was kind of looking out for each other. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much. Um, if you're considering going, construction is a great thing to do. Uh, you not only get to know the families, but also uh, can leave some tangible um, evidence that you've been there. So Courtney, Courtney is a nurse, right? 
I thought so. And uh, so Courtney got the opportunity to um, <clears throat> do something really special. So if you just tell a little bit about what you got to do and then a little bit about um, BBS, we got to be done at 1030. Okay, so let's roll. Okay. <laughs> so on our first day, um, we went door to door and we met this woman and her family. Her name was Deanna. Um, I remember seeing her. She was sitting like off on the side and she had like her foot propped up on like this bucket. Um, so I just went over and talked to her and um, I found out she had this really bad ulcer on her leg that she's had for five months. Um, and she found out she had diabetes, so it was like a stress ulcer. But if she was, you know, here in the States, it wouldn't be as bad as it was, but she couldn't get the care for it. Um, so we were really lucky to be able to get her some crutches so she could keep the weight off of it. Um, also with just some like antibiotic uh, bandages, ibuprofen, just simple things that we take for granted here. But when just when we gave, gave it to her and just prayed over her, just the gratitude in her eyes was really beautiful. Um, her faith was just so encouraging. Um, we also found out that I think two days before we met her, her um, mom had just passed away. Um, so she's, you know, going through a tough time, but she just, she looked at us with just so much joy and gratitude and you could just literally see Christ in her eyes and the love that Christ has for us in her eyes. Um, and she kept calling me an angel and I was like, no, that is you. You're the angel. Um, and I heard that she came back to women's ministry, like the day after that we gave it to her. And I think she shared her testimony and just seemed like lighter which was really, really beautiful and encouraging to see. And all the people there, like, they kept saying how much, like, we were blessing them. And I don't think they realized how much they actually blessed us that week. Yeah. Um, and the kids, they were something else. Every single one of them has a piece of my heart now. Um, I'd take them all home if I could. <laughs> but they were all just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The love those kids have for one another is really beautiful as well. Along with all these stories, you'll actually see a video of the almost the entire encounter that Courtney had with this woman. It's on video, and that'll be part of that wrap-up that we do. It's incredible. You don't want to miss that. Um, and Courtney just got overtaken by the Spirit, man, and she started just, like, preaching at the, in this thing. It's awesome. I'm sitting there holding the camera, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Go preach, Courtney. Uh, she's speaking some God. truth. It was awesome. Yeah. So thank great. you so much. Um, so Donna, this is your first trip with us. And um, you got to experience the country, got to experience so much. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Um, my experience was um, going to get the flights to Nicaragua. We had some problems. <laughs> and um, Daniel stepped up and was our tour guide through airports and all kinds of testing centers, but we got there. Um, so I thank Daniel a lot for being the tour guide. Um, what I experienced was getting to do a half a day of construction, which um, my body could not hold out from the heat. So then I went to um, women's ministry. Um, I got to meet the children of the barrio and see them play on the playground and not have um, cell phones in their hands and just playing with the other children and just um, having fun and taking care of other children. Um, I got to see uh, the delight of all of our Crossroads members meet 
their children uh, in um, Carlos Fonseca and um, the other. Elsamo. Yeah. So we got, uh, got to see that, and that was overwhelming at some times. Um, I also got to meet um, a lot of young people that go to Crossroads, which was. Um, it was great for me because um, in the generational divide, you would not really get to meet many of them. So you got to hear their experiences and you got to see them doing work and um, just being with the children, playing with the children and um, being a part of Nicaragua, um, which delighted the children every time that we drove up. You thought that we were Disneyland in a box um, because they would be jumping and clapping and running to all of the young people and running to us. So um, to them, it's quite an experience, um, I'm thinking. But they're always happy. Um, so um, if you don't have a long distance mission trip in your future, I would, um, strongly advise if you could sponsor a child or sponsor a young adult um, or another person to go to Nicaragua, if you could. Um, if not, just give to the big give, if that's um, in your financial future. And um, the one thing I did get with the First Corinthians Bible uh, app was, I think it was on day 13 or 14, uh, how blessed we are with the gifts to serve others. We are all the pieces of the puzzle that fit together as one. Wow, yeah. And so um, <clears throat> I just love seeing um, what God uh, continues to show us um, and how we start to put that piece, the puzzle together when we come back and we're like, oh, okay, this is how I can play a part. And it takes translators Sometimes I think we're all now translators of, of what um, God wants to do in Nicaragua and in our community um, as we continue to take the things that we gather together as a church to bring together. And then we kind of start to figure that, that puzzle out, uh, what God wants us to do um, right now um, with, God, with, with the resources that we have. Chris is one of our young adults, and uh, Chris, this is his first time uh, in Nicaragua. And so, Chris, tell me a little bit about um, some of the differences you saw between, like, in culture, um, as somebody that's part of this kind of, like, youth culture, um, here and there, some of the differences that you, that you saw. So, from the moment I first got there, I kept, some of you probably remember, I kept saying, I love this place so much. It's just so amazing be there and experience what it's like. But the main difference was that every single person there was so loving, especially to us, like people they didn't even know, most of us, they, they loved us so much because they knew that why we were there. And they loved each other just as much. Like there were, there were kids in construction that were working completely for free just to help their families and, and members of the community. And there were other kids that, um, there, there was one time when a kid who had never seen me before asked me, if I would be there tomorrow, and I was like, I, I don't even know who you are, and I know what you're saying, but... but See, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was there tomorrow, and I saw him, and, and that made him so happy, and it made me really happy to be able to do that with them and, and experience that culture. Yeah, and so Chris gives us the greatest segue ever, right? 
Because this, this last couple of weeks, we've just been talking about love, right? So it's like you can have all these gifts, you can have all these abilities, you can have all this money, right, that we have, this privilege, and I challenge this team all the time to be like, why are you here? Why do you get to go back? And that's something we're still wrestling with. Like every day when we see, you know, we just reach in our pocket and we grab a 20 or we go to the bank and we pull something out or we use a credit card, um, which is so much trust, right? Trust that, that we're going to be able to pay that back. Um, or we go to our job. Um, when we use the gifts that God has given us or we realize that we have them, if we don't, if we don't love each other, if we don't treat each other with love, uh, Jesus said, that's how people are going to know that you're mine by the way that you love each other. And I think sometimes, like I said last week, we let a lot of that come into here. And what we got to experience was the authentic church and how they loved each other. And they looked at us as brothers and sisters. They didn't look at us like strangers. And that's why, hey, I'll see you, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Like I would say to my brother, like, hey, man, you, where are you going to be tomorrow? What's going on? Right? I was like, yeah, I'll be here. And so that's why they're interested in what you're going to do because they authentically love you because you're part of their family. And so um, if you have not um, you know, sponsored a child, if you haven't um, you know, talked to any of these people or talked to us about Nicaragua and what we do there, please, we're always available. We'll be up here at the front. We'd love to talk more. Um, and again, be looking for the recap. And so um, why do we have a day like this? Is it to inspire you to give? Sort of. To inspire you to go? Sort of. But really to, to show you what, um, at Crossroads, we want to put our feet and our hands um, out there. And we want to love people, not just with our money, but also with our time, with our attention. Um, and we want to, we want to go where God calls us to go. So if there's uh, a neighbor that God is calling you to go to, um, it's not, it's not completely around the world. It's not to another country. It's just across the street. It's just across the fence. Um, so we need to be living this out, uh, here in our community as God gives us the opportunity to go. All right. So um, just a few announcements as as we leave. Um, there's not going to be a closing song. Again, we'll be available up front if you would like to talk. Um, my name's Paul. If we haven't met, um, I'd love to meet you. Our team will be out uh, there to meet you as well. If this is your first time with us, thank you so much for being with us on a completely different day. Um, but um, we just make sure, we want to always want to make sure that you guys know, especially if you've given, what we're doing with the money that you've given, and also what the heart of our church is. And so I think that's really important for you guys to know if this is your first time with us. The Say Yes campaign is up on the app. Uh, we got three brand new people that have never served before last week. Thank you so much for signing up to serve. We need. So so many more. So please go to our app uh, and check out the Say Yes campaign. There's so much that you can do right here uh, every single week. Do it now. Do it right now. Don't wait. Do it now, okay? Don't, don't say, I'll do it later. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, jump on the app if you need help doing that. Anybody uh, that guest services can help you get on the app to see what that is. Upper Concession Drive is all the Sundays in July, so pre please bring uh, concession items, chips, drinks, um, all the things. I always like those cowtails. You remember cowtails? I used to get them cowtails at the concession stand because they were cheap. 
so bring those. Um, and then uh, if you want to go to the pool party, the family ministry pool party, spots are really uh, going so fast. So if you're part of children's ministry or student ministry uh, and you want to be a part of that pool party, please, please, please go on the app or the website and RSVP for that because there won't be any spots for you. And when they're gone, they're gone. Okay. We love you guys so much. Father, thank you so much for our time here uh, in your house today. Thank you that we've been able to be encouraged by your people, that we've been encouraged to realize that you are a global God. Help us, God, to get out of ourselves. God, forgive us for um, our, all the focus that we have on our needs and what we need and building our kingdoms and to realize that your kingdom is global. And God, you love the world so much that you sent your only son that whosoever believes in you doesn't have to perish, but through you and your only son can have eternal life. God, help us to go across the street and help us to go to the nations as we, has op- as we have opportunity. God, we love you and thank you for our time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'll see you next time. Wow. Thank you, Haley. I don't know if you want people to know you did that video or not. I just told everybody. Thank you, Haley, for doing the video. And welcome, uh, Crossroads. If, uh, if this is your first time, my name is Paul. I get to be one of the pastors here. And today's Nicaragua Share Day. It's a special day for us to be able to share what God did in Nicaragua on our mission trip that we just got back from. Uh, many of us still have a little bit of Nicaragua with us, a little bit of a cough, a little bit of uh, uh, some of that. Little, some of us got the flu while we were down there. But, man, what an incredible trip. Thank you so much that for those who helped make it possible. And today what we want to do is just give you a little update of what we did and also uh, let some of our team members share. If uh, you can go back on YouTube and watch first service, there's a whole nother group of people that got to share their experiences because we had 27 people go with us this year. I wish I could have everybody up on stage. Um, but this year we're going to do something really special that we're going to continue to do throughout the years is we're going to make a social media post and kind of like a catalog blog ish thing um, that is going to um, our team members are going to be writing their experiences. They're the first time they're hearing about this, but um, they're going to be writing uh, captions to their pictures and videos and telling their stories. And we're going to kind of we're going to put that together so that we can see and catalog everything we did because there's so many stories. Um, really, the star of the video you saw was Chaco the bird. Uh, if you saw the bird, the bird was everywhere. Um, and so that was um, Brianna's little bird um, from a house that we got to do. And actually, in honor of Stephanie, um, her mom, Esmeralda, uh, you'll see her and, and hear her story later. And maybe you've seen it on social media. But incredible, incredible things. Thank you so much for giving. Um, if you've been in church for a while, you might uh, have been part of missions before. Uh, if you haven't been a part of church, uh, a lot of times churches, uh, we try and live out the Great Commission is to go uh, and share the gospel with all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we try and do that because Jesus told us to do that. And so um, many churches try and just be for everybody and be for the nations. And that's awesome. And, but we believe that where God gives us opportunity, we want to be intentional. 
And we try and lead you to do that. We try and do it in our families, in our community. Um, and so our mission strategy has been to focus in on a country that we have opportunity to have impact in. And that is right now the country of Nicaragua. We believe that one day the doors will close to Nicaragua and we start to see them kind of moving closed every time we go. Okay. And so we're praying for the country of Nicaragua with those doors stay open. But um, we continue to pour our resources into the country through a mission organization that is called Chosen Children Ministries. And you can find out more about them at ccm.life. And I encourage you to go there and find out more. We do a thing uh, throughout the year called the Big Give. Have you heard of the Big Give? You might have heard of that. Well, $20,000 of the Big Give, of the hundred over $100,000 that we raised this year, went to the country of Nicaragua. And we're going to be sending more in a couple of weeks uh, during Serve Week. But um, we uh, are able to send down funds to do all the things that you saw, okay? So just a snapshot of the things that we did, okay, um, of what was accomplished. We went door-to-door sharing the gospel with as many people as we could in the mornings, inviting them to come back to men's discipleship and women's discipleship and also uh, VBS, that's called Vacation Bible School, and, and actually a little um, lesson every day about the life of Joseph, and we did that, and uh, Christine Titko led that up, and long as, and also our young adults were a part of that. Many others, uh, hundreds of hundreds of kids every day, um, and uh, over sixty women at discipleship, and sixteen twenty men, um, and many 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 people came to know Jesus um, throughout. Um, the week because of that, we um, were able to do, yeah, absolutely. We're able to um, support the church there. Um, Bill uh, Jones, uh, he spoke first service. Um, I actually got delayed. My flight got delayed, and so he actually spoke for me on Sunday morning, and we were able to support the church there, um, build them up, encourage them. On Thursday, I got to speak to the church and build them up and encourage them and share the gospel. Um, on, on that day, we constructed and dedicated four houses uh, there in Nicaragua. Um, two of those houses we dedicated in honor of um, some people that we, we lost. Um, the first one was Stephanie Strack. Uh, we were able to dedicate and decorate her house in sunflowers um, in honor of her and also Bill Davis um, that we were able to um, really love on a family there and tell his story and his desire uh, to be able to support um, what's going on in Nicaragua. So because of those two tragedies that happened, life was given there in Nicaragua and people are inside that were living outside um, because of that. And so we're so thankful. And all those stories we're going to tell... Amen. So um, all these people have stories and incredible lives um, that, that were touched. Um, we provided medicine and crutches for a woman with an ulcer on her leg, a wheelchair for a woman with diabetes that, had, um, that, that was missing one leg and, and couldn't get around. Uh, her wheelchair was broken. Um, and she actually took part in our women's discipleship later on that week. Uh, we provided a stroller, left money for a stroller with a girl who had a broken leg, a little little girl that would have to be in a cast for like six months, and her mom had to carry her everywhere she went. And so you'll see, hear her story and see her picture, pictures. Uh, we provided uh, 50 yellow bags. If you don't know what those are, they are uh, one year of school and uh, resources for a child uh, to be able to go to school. So 50 kids are going to school that weren't going to school uh, because of, um, the, the big give and you all. So thank you so much for that. 
Uh, community feeding of 300 people. We did that um, uh, during the, on that Thursday. Um, we uh, also provided ice cream for all those kids. God performed a miracle. The ice cream man, he kept reaching into his basket and more ice cream kept coming out and we kept feeding people. Uh, that was incredible. Um, we visited and supported the, the kids that we sponsor in, in two different communities in Carlos Fonseca and also El Tamal. Saw many of your kids. If you didn't get to go, we got to see them and, and hug them. We have funds, and it was completed actually this week um, for the playground at um, Carlos Fonseca. It's been repaired and repainted, and the kids can can slide and swing in safety. Um, that was done this week by another team. Uh, we distributed Bibles to those in, in the church who needed them, as many as we could. We supported the ministry of CCM, their employees. We encouraged them, raised them up, and our translators. And so, again, we're going to have a social media kind of blog post that's going to have all the captions and all the stories and all the videos for you to be able to see. And I encourage you to look for that in the coming weeks. Whew. Okay. So now we're going to come back and talk to some people who went on the trip, some for the very first time and some everyone for the first time. <laughs> and so, um, we want to hear their experiences. And so, um, we're going to start with um, one person I know a little bit, and that's my son, Nate. And so he got to go uh, very first time, very first time being out of the country. Um, we've been working for the last couple of years on food training and eating different things. And um, he's heard about me going to Nicaragua since he's been alive. And um, he has just about everything from the country, uh, wooden snakes and lots of jerseys and, and things like that. And he's seen all the pictures. And we sponsor um, two kids, Alondra and Axel. And so you see pictures on there. That's, they're our family. And so we write to them. And, and Nate is incredibly nervous right now. So I'm just giving him time to freak out. And so, um, Nate, share with us a little bit just about uh, your experience of making friends. Because you have friends here, right? And you have friends there that you have now. Tell me a little bit about the differences uh, in your friends and what you noticed. It's on. You don't have to touch it. It's on. Okay. Oh. Um, I noticed how loving people were and how inviting they were into their houses. Yeah, because when we were here, you walk up into somebody's yard, it's a little different, right? Yeah. What happens when you walk into the yard in Nicaragua? Did they invite you inside? Yeah, and so um, Nate got to go door to door for the very first time, right? Yeah. And you got put on a team uh, with Melissa Elkins and who else was on? Marianne? Mm -hmm. It was just you three. And uh, tell me a little bit about that when you went door to door. What did you get to do? Uh, we invited people to the church at one, I believe. And then you got to, do you get to pray over people? Yes. Yeah. Did you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were able to pray on some people, over some people and see some you know, sick babies and, and that we were able to actually take, you know, some resources from the church and be able to help those people. So that's why it's super important. And then Nate, I got sick on the way down. I got the flu. And so, um, Nate actually went out the first day alone without me. And so his first experience of Nicaragua was with the rest of our team, and I was just back praying for him. So what about the, what about the friends that you made? Tell me a little about them. Like what? The little group of guys. Oh. How do you, yeah, the little group of guys that you had. And then uh, what did they do when you got off the bus? Uh, they would come swarm me, and then 
uh, try to get me to jump off the cinder blocks. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I said no cinder blocks, no cinder blocks. And then I was like, just forget it. Just jump off the cinder blocks. So thank you so much, Nate. I uh, appreciate you going and uh, jumping out there. You can pass on the mic. Ooh, Nate feels 100 pounds lighter. All right, so Paul, you were part of um, construction, uh, part of many things, but um, tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, construction there and what we did in Nicaragua. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank God for uh, giving us that opportunity to go. <clears throat> it was amazing. Uh, construction uh, was, we got in the way a little bit, <laughs> the older folk, you know. But uh, the camaraderie, the, uh, the uh, getting to know these people that are just you know, really wonderful was amazing. Um, you know, the Nicaraguans are needy, desperately needy, and uh, Chosen Churland is uh, doing such a great job, and I'm very, very proud of our church for funding some of it. Uh, they're getting a little house, it's 15 by 15, it's got a concrete floor, it's steel. Um, it's amazing how they, they, they put these things together, they're like a well-oiled clock. Uh, they get these things done, and uh, my eyes have seen things, because I've been in construction pretty much all my life, and I've seen things that I've never seen before, especially women that were so uh, passionate and hardworking. Uh, they worked like two guys. I mean, some of, the, some of the stuff was like, I just at all had it, you know, it was like uh, how they just wanted to get it done. and. Uh, in particular, was this one woman, I don't want to take up a lot of time, but this one woman, her name was Sylvia. She, uh, she worked there so hard and uh, very diligent about it. And uh, she kept thanking me for, for little things that I was you know, giving out. And I said, Sylvia, I want you to do me a favor. I said, please say uh, gracias Jesus, because he's the one that really made you know, all this possible. And you know that lady, every single day that we went there, she would look up at the sky and she would say, Gracias, Jesus. And then one day we were walking back to the church and I said, Sylvia, so where's your home? She says, it's right there. And I was looking, I was, I was like, that right there? And she says, yeah. And all it was was just like a platform with uh, four sides. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, this woman's gonna go sleep on this platform after working 10 hours in the hot sun. Uh, mixing concrete and and uh, you know I just broke down. I just uh, I couldn't I couldn't take it. It's just like it's overwhelming. But uh, I could see the 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 love that you know the, these people have, and that we really desperately need here more of. You know, uh, they just uh, they want to know us. Uh, they want to know us by first name basis, which is kind of you know I was kind of taken by that. But. Um, they're so happy when they get their houses. They know that they can sleep in somewhere where it's dry and uh, somewhere they can call their own, you know, their home. It's not a colonial, you know. It's not a two-bay garage, but it's home for them, and uh, they're so happy. And uh, I think Chosen Children has done even more than that by bringing them uh, the joy of Jesus. And we try to minister to them. Even when we were working in construction, we tried to, to get the word out. That, you know, Jesus is uh, the reason that all this is happening. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all your hard work and leadership and, and love for the people there in Nicaragua. And um, so <clears throat> your wife, Amy, 
also went with us and uh, asked her to come and share a little bit about uh, sponsorship. You guys got to meet your sponsored kid, and which is such a special thing because I've, uh, and I'm not trying to, sometimes I get emails from people, okay? And um, not from this church, but from other churches, right? That would say, well, I sponsor a kid with World Vision, and there's nothing wrong with World Vision. There's nothing wrong with World Vision. Because I'm saying sponsor a kid through CCM does not mean you should stop sponsoring your kid through World Vision or whatever organization, Compassion International, whatever. But all I'm trying to say is it's hard to go meet your kid with other agencies. And in this agency, they actually want you to communicate with your kid and actually go and meet them. So Amy, tell me a little bit about that meeting. I just get overwhelmed with emotion when I see these, these meetings. Oh my goodness. It's so incredible. So tell me a little bit about uh, your meeting and, and sponsorship uh, with kids in Nicaragua. Thank you, Paul. So I had the great honor of meeting, I'm going to cry, but um, this young lady Hermione, and I think she was about nine when I started sponsoring her. And we pulled up in a bus, and we were like the rock stars had arrived, honestly. Like they all had posters welcoming us, so we were kind of blown away, or I was, when we first pulled up to the church in El Tamal. And um, I was looking at this young lady, and I'm trying to recognize her from my last picture. I was expecting an 11-year-old, and she's 13 now. She looks totally different, and she's there with her younger sister, and I thought her younger sister was my sponsored child, but I was thrilled to, to meet her, and she had brought her younger sister along. And I was able to have Karen, our wonderful translator, uh, be with us the entire time. I felt kind of guilty because we hugged the translator or one of them. But I got to know her, Mione, um, a lot better through Karen of her home situation. I, it's my understanding her father's deceased, her mother lives in Spain and is not sending any support money. And our translator said that could be for various reasons. Maybe she's not working in Spain, or is, but she's living with her 71-year-old grandmother. So that kind of hit home that you know the support was very important. And. Um, it was just really nice. She, she dreams to be a translator one day, which is kind of cool because Karen, it, it, our translator, is Nicaraguan. And just seeing their, I think Karen was having a connection with Hermione too because she's 13 and she has dreams. She wants to learn English and, and have a career. And um, so it was really great to meet her younger sister and know how to specifically pray for her. And one thing Pastor Paul said early in the trip is about the seriousness of sponsorship. Um, I think before the trip, I took it a little bit like check the box. Yeah, I have a sponsored child. And I did answer the letters, but it, I would wait a while. And I did commit to make it more intentional because I saw how important we are to them. And um, I want her to be as important to me as I am to her. It was, it was just really overwhelming. Um, such a joy and an honor to get to know her and kind of recommit myself to her. And, and I did sponsor another little boy in Carlos Fonseca that I wasn't intending to, to have another sponsored child, but the Lord just um, laid this little guy on my heart. He's 12, Dylan, and I got to meet his mother and um, I was able to tell him that I was going to be his sponsor. So I know I left part of my heart in Nicaragua. Yeah. 
And um, that's really our desire is to be able to offer trips for people to experience the country and experience the people. And that when we come back, have your life and your experience with these kids be a little bit different. I always think about, you know, when I think about sponsorship, whenever Netflix raises its rates, you know, or Hulu or Disney Plus, and then I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to make a payment to for Disney Plus or whatever else. It's $35 a month. God's calling me to be a better steward with my $35 a month than I am for my own in- entertainment. So I can either spend $35 a month on my own entertainment um, so I don't miss another episode of whatever the thing is that I probably shouldn't be watching anyway. Um, or I can radically change the life of somebody and then I can go and save up and meet them and um, then ex- extend your family. And then when you're in heaven, one day when all of this is complete, we'll be able to see the family come back together. Um, so encourage you to sponsor kids. We'll be here afterward talking about sponsorship. And also I encourage our team to always be hanging around the Nicaragua wall. It's something we can do every Sunday, trying to talk to people about um, Nicaragua and how they can be involved. Thank you so much, Amy. Haley, it's your first time. You're part of one of our um, huge young adult team yeah. that went. And um, thank you so much for um, your your willingness to go. But also, you want to talk a little bit about the kids. She sent me a text. And I was like, what do you want to talk or email? What do you want to talk about? It's like the kids, exclamation point. And maybe there's like, I don't know how many think, exclamation points. Was I there more there than was one? Two. There, was there was two. two. <laughs> okay, so that means that's really excited. So like, hold yourself back a little bit and talk to us a little about the kids and VBS. Yeah, so there's so many things I could share, but I know we have like limited time. Um, but one thing I want to share, so it was Thursday. I did not know that I was going to get emotional, as, as emotional as I did. Um, and I just started crying, because I think Alex Titko was crying, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss you guys so much. Um, and these two little kids just came up to me and just like hugged me. And they were probably, I mean... They could probably figure out why I was crying. I don't know if they probably maybe knew, like, why is she crying, you know? Um, But these kids just, they just came up to me and they just hugged me. And I was like, we got a translator. And I was just like, I'm going to miss you guys so much. Like, I still miss them so much. And I really want to go back. Um, But there was this little kid named Raphael. And um, I was basically like, I'm going to miss you guys so much. And he was like, you will always be in our hearts. We hope to always be in your hearts. And I just like, oh, that made me cry even more. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about was these two little girls. They came up to me and they grabbed my hand and we, they just like dragged me to the park. They like, I was just like a dog on a leash. They just like shooted for the park. And it was really funny. Um, and we got ice cream. And while we were waiting in the line for ice cream, I knew a song in Spanish and I started singing it. And I was like, well, maybe they, they may or may not know this, but they started singing with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, y'all know this. Um, and so that was just a really sweet moment. And we sat under the tree and we ate ice cream. Yeah. I didn't eat ice cream, they ate ice cream. But. Well, it was incredible because as I said, God worked a miracle. Because I opened my big mouth and said, ice cream for everybody. <laughs> and then the Eskimo man was like, 
Let me see what I got. Yeah. And I, Daniel and I are convinced that God worked a, like a bread for everybody yeah. miracle because he kept it's, reaching in this little tiny cooler. So it was like it's like a little it like, like a little tiny cooler on wheels. And he kept reaching in. And I said, "Bro, do you have enough ice cream?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he kept reaching in there. I'm like, "He's pulling out good stuff. He's pulling out like Nutty Buddies and all these yeah. like you know this good stuff, man. I don't know where that stuff came from." Um, but one of the things, uh, and Daniel can go next, but. Um, one of the things I want to say about the young adults, and again, Stephanie um, helped make that happen, um, but um, with so many of our young adults being able to go, um, but but if, if you've encountered love and you think you're going to ro- roll up and, and spit some game at Haley, at, at, at Haley or any of these other young adults... They've encountered love that you you can't you can't come with. You know what I mean? It's in, it's in cool. Like when you reach when you when you're there and you encounter love, he's like, you know, it's nice, um, but but I want to see them saying like, I'm gonna use my money, I'm gonna use my time, I'm gonna use my summer to do these things. And I, what I've seen so much with our young adults is them start to rearrange some things. Some things don't become so important anymore when you encounter love and acceptance and um, someone dragging you to the park. It's like, man, that's where your heart wants to be. Um, and maybe you can meet somebody that shares those same, those same um, goals and those vision. So sorry, guys. Um, you're going to have to come with some, some real game now. So especially to Daniel, too. Young ladies have to come with some serious game. Um, but Daniel, um, first of all, I want to thank Daniel. Uh, he was part of a, a three-person team that helped uh, me actually be able to take my son. They were able to um, help with uh, transportation down there. Uh, they had some flight and, and travel uh, difficulties. Let's put it that way, um, getting down. And uh, Daniel handled it like a champ uh, and uh, worked with the rest of the team that had the same difficulties and um, was able to, to get them down there. Bill and Marianne um, also helped lead the team down so I could take separate flights with my son and be able to do that. So I just want to thank them. It was such a joy to do that. Uh, so Daniel, um, tell me a little bit about uh, door-to-door and men's discipleship that you helped kind of head up. Yeah, um... So, I mean, door-to-door was, was every day. It was fantastic. Um, that kind of evangelistic ministry is always just incredible to see what God's going to do because every house is different. Every, every family you meet is different. They all have different needs. They're all in different places. Um, so just being able to, to do that and experience that with the team that I was with personally was incredible. We had um, people who had a lot of experience, people who had little experience, um, we encountered a woman who needed some medical attention, um, and then Courtney War was able to to help with that a lot, um, and just really minister to that family, and it was it was incredible. Um, just being able to see Jesus work through all these different people using all different gifts and all different scenarios in this one ministry is always fantastic. Um, Men's ministry I did with uh, Bill Jones, which was incredible, just being able to, to do that with him and just learn from him and experience him just giving wisdom to these men um, was, was incredible. Very thankful to have done that with him. Um, one big thing I got out of this specific community of men, which was incredible. We had 16 guys the first day, which is like unheard of, um, and they were like, opening up and vulnerable and asking for prayer and, and pursuing righteous community in a way that is 
not often found anywhere. Um, and a big thing that I think encouraged that in their community was they had men there who were encouraging the other men in their faith, um, who weren't like from the church, weren't, you know, the pastors that CCM was sending in, they weren't, you know, trained up or anything. They were just pursuing God faithfully and reaching out to the brothers that were around them, um, making them come with them, inviting them, um, reminding them like of prayer, bringing up scripture, speaking truth. Um, and that example of the church working in that community was fantastic, made mine and Bill's job real, real easy. Um, yeah, and it was so incredible for me because you and Bill were literally doing that as, as well. As yeah. two men in our church, I wasn't leading that. It wasn't Pastor Aaron. It wasn't anybody. It wasn't any of our elders. Or it was you guys using yeah. your, doing the same thing um, and, and living those gifts out right. in the body as well. And it was cool for them to see that. that. And um, to also learn from them the authenticity of like, it was so funny to sit and uh, I kind of sat back and like listened to some of their group and this one guy that Daniel's talking about and he'll probably write about him a little bit in our, in our posts, yeah, but sure. um, tell them more of the story. But like this guy is like, Hey, don't you have a prayer request to share? Yeah. Like you got something going on, bro. You're not going to share it. Yeah. And he's just like calling him out and just like, yeah. he's like, okay, I'll share, you know, and us guys, we need that sometimes. Right. It's like, you know, yeah, I was hanging out with you fishing the other day. You told me something. I think you need to tell the rest of the guys, yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. this is what he's doing. It was so cool to see that. And, uh, Daniel helped facilitate that. So thank you, Daniel. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin was, uh, Joseph. He, he was, uh, act, the actor in VBS so much all week. And, um, we, we love using Colin, but Colin's big and everyone can see him and everyone's like, wow, what a tall person. And they, they can, he was Joseph all week and jumped out of a window and all kinds of things and used his, uh, theatrical gifts. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, VBS and um, your ex just specifically your experience being a first time going to Nicaragua um, and um, experiencing the country, but also the, the kids and the VBS that we did with them. Yeah, so this is my first time in Nicaragua going out of the country at all, actually. Um, and I was doing the VBS and we kind of planned out this little three-day kind of skit thing where um, the Titkos and their three girls and Christine would kind of like narrate a story and we would be telling over the course of three days the story of Joseph and, you know, Potiphar's wife and how he was arrested and then became the right hand of Pharaoh and was, you know, just under Pharaoh, the most powerful man in Egypt. Um, and of course, yes, I did jump out of a window. The second day I was running away from Potiphar's wife um, and the door was locked, which it wasn't locked the day before, and I had to get away from Potiphar's wife, so. And we said it was jump. probably biblical, you know, yeah, like, I mean, it's biblical. probably, like, he probably just jumped out the window. Like. Yeah, he probably just ran. Um, <laughs> but um, when I went to Nicaragua at the beginning, I was there, not going to lie, for myself, for the idea of how cool I thought it would be. And as I went along in VBS and the idea, and Paul talked to me kind of halfway through, he's like, because every night we would sit around in a circle with the whole group and we would share what happened that day and I slowly became to realize as everyone was speaking that you know I went there under the wrong pretenses I was like oh it's gonna be so cool to go to Nicaragua and I slowly developed into this idea of we are here being missionaries it's not about you know 
how much fun I have doing this. And it was fun, but it really reinforced this idea of the same thing I do here in Virginia is the same thing I did there in Nicaragua is that I have found a calling to want to reinforce and build up the next generation of Christians, which is the children. And you walk around and you see in Nicaragua, there were a few people who were kind of struggling with the faith and it's a lot harder to break habits that haven't been formed. So, you know, if I can sit there and help preach and teach to the next generation, then they're going to grow up knowing Christ and there's not going to be that problem in the future where we're having to reach people who've never known Christ. That the hope is that one day everyone knows Christ. So that's kind of what I got out of that. I kind of transitioned from being a lot about you know, myself and then, of course, transitioning into this idea that I'm here to be a minister and a, you know, to minister to these people. And then, of course, we come home and the ministry doesn't stop. We did the same thing here that we were doing there. We're still on mission. We're you know, called to be you know, disciples to the rest of the world. So it really changes your perspective of what it means for, at least for me, of what I thought, you know, my faith was and made me a lot more active, I think. Um, so, yeah. So thank you, Colin. Thank you, team. And so one of the things that I just wanted to say, and if you go back, um, it was really cool first service. And I, I kind of heard all of you say this, um, but Chris did such a good job first service, just being like, man, when I encountered love, when I encountered the love of these people, like it was so different. It was so pure. It was so good. And um, I just want to encourage you as we've been in this series and, um, it, you know, in First Corinthians, just 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 encountering when you encounter the love of Christ and when you encounter love without distractions and love without strings and when you you really understand that we're part of a big kingdom and a part of a big family and um, one of the things that we'll tell the story about as well is like you know even our free day we get a free day and we went zip lining and we went to the volcano and um, we went to coffee plantation and all these places and got to go shopping and things like that. But when you encounter the people and how loving they are and how wonderful another country is, and even though Nicaragua is, you know, really struggling and they have really bad leadership, I want you to know, like, there's great countries other than America. This is an incredible country with incredible people and God loves them just as much as he loves us. And he, um, he looks on them and he wants to bless them and he uses us to bless them. So we didn't go to Nicaragua, uh, to say poor Nicaragua. We went there to experience something and for God to teach us something and, um, to leave some of our heart and our love in Nicaragua. And I believe that's uh, what we did. And um, definitely they've left a lot of um, their heart with us. And so we're going to be available after the service right down here on the right-hand side. If you have questions about one to go, uh, go ahead and um, start planning now. In the next few weeks, I'll have a date uh, for next our next trip so that you'll be able to, to plan to go. We'd love to take as many as we can next time to Nicaragua as God gives us the opportunity to do so. Um, just a few announcements as we roll out of here. Um, 
by the way, thank you so much if this is your first time with us. Um, hopefully this is giving you a snapshot in, into what we do here at Crossroads. We have an incredible thing coming up called Serve Week. It's going to be happening uh, in August, and we have some incredible things already lined up with our schools, with Thrive, um, and also sending some more funds. Our team doesn't even know this, but to be able to do some more incredible things in Nicaragua. So uh, God's also blessed us um, through the big gift to be able to do that. So please be a part of that. The Say Yes campaign, you say, hey, what can I do? I see these people that have gone uh, to another country. Um, what, what can I do? Well, we here at Crossroads, um, we all can play a part in not just impacting Nicaragua, but impacting the community. And you have no idea uh, the stories and the, the things that come through these doors every day, the difficulties and the, um, the things that, um, that our kids are walking through and our families are walking through and our students are walking through. You can have a great impact on the lives of people just by serving on Sunday in one of our services, okay? And we'd love for you to go ahead and do that today. Don't wait. We had three people, thank, thank the Lord, last week that stepped up and said, I'll do it. I'll serve. I've never served before. Um, and so we had those people last week. But we have a thing called the Say Yes campaign that's going to be running all month. So please get on your app. Look at the opportunities that are available that we have open, and there'll be more that happen every single day as our church grows, um, that you can go ahead and jump in and play a part on Sunday as um, a crossroads uh, attender, a member, we worship and we serve. We worship and we serve. We serve and worship and we worship and we serve. Okay. Uh, hopefully you're humming that on the way home. Uh, just wrote that. Um, but we do, we worship and serve and uh, we love to come to two services and serve in a service and worship in a service. And that has a great impact on the life of people uh, in our community. So please Jump in with us and do that. Um, so uh, also, one of the ways you can help us out is Upward is coming up. And um, we all love going to the concession stand, but we need, uh, we don't want to spend our money uh, that, uh, you know, we can be used in other places when we all have snacks and chips and things like that that we can bring in. And so um, bring in uh, snacks, chips, drinks, cowtails. That's what I used to like to go get. You know, cowtails? I used to like those in the concession stand because they were only a quarter and I could afford that. Um, so bring in things that you'd like to see in a concession stand the whole month of July. We're collecting for that. And also, if you want to go to the pool party, the family ministry pool party, whether it's uh, students or kids, you need to sign up very quickly on our app or our website because spots are going fast. And that pool party is going to be, as the kids say, epic. So you want to make sure that you're there. Okay. Um, we love you guys. Let me pray with you as we, as we leave. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given us. God, we look at um, our brothers and sisters around the world, and I can't imagine um, thinking of, of so many of my friends who would say, I'm going to raise money. I'm going to raise $2,000, and I'm going to get on a plane, and I'm going to go to another country. God, that in so many places around this world is not an option. But God, you have blessed our nation and you have blessed us specifically. Not because we're Americans, but just because we follow you. God, you have blessed us to be able to go 
And God, you've given us renewable income so that we can raise the money and we can go and we can share and we can experience and our lives can be changed forever. And we're so thankful for that opportunity for so many in this church that have been able to go to Nicaragua and so many other places around the world. God, we're so thankful to be living in this age where we can have access and to be able to share your, your gospel. Help us to be faithful with our funds and with our, with our plans to be able to, to go while we have opportunity around the world and share your love. God, we're thankful for uh, this body that's made it possible uh, for so many. God, we're thankful that even through tragedy and even through brokenness, God, you've made a way. And that um, your love, just like a, a flower, continues to come back year after year and it continues to grow even through the dry times and even through the hard times. God, we're so thankful for our team and the, the courage you gave them to step out uh, to use their gifts. I pray that they're changed forever. Thank you so much for them. God, we thank you for um, this body. I pray that you go with them now throughout the week. Help them to be on mission for you wherever they go and whatever they do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our Connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.